Scott, I'm going to start with uniforms today. That should make you happy. That's amazing. There's a clear choice about what's going to happen Saturday. Well, I'm sorry, man. Orange is not a great color. It's yeah. just not. That's not. That's uh, well, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's just objective fact. Um, well, much like cut betokens intelligence and talent, and color betokens temper and heart. You know, red and black going on the field in Jacksonville is salve for the heart, baby. There's no need for surprise podcasts this week. George is going to take care of business in Jacksonville. What's up, Georgia football fans? You're listening to episode 364 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. My name is Scott Duvall, and I'm joined, as usual, by my two co-hosts, Tony Waller and Will Leach. And yes, this is the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. Yes, I said it, and I'll keep saying it. Preview show, Georgia, Florida. Will will be there. Tony will be there. And y'all will all be at Will's book signing on Friday morning in St. Simons, but we'll get to that later. Anyway, since I mentioned Will's name, he's going to get us started for this preview show, and here is Will. Hello, I missed you guys, by the way. I didn't like being away from you. Uh, let's not let that happen again. I, was, I sat in the... No more bye weeks. Yes, I sat, bye weeks. I sat in my home and flipped so. the light on and off slowly and boiled a rabbit, waiting for you guys. Boiled to, uh, rabbit. Yeah, you know, from, <laughs> it's, a, it's a little fatal attraction for you. Yeah, I like that. Um, not, not the new reboot. Um well, it's going to be good to be back uh, chatting. We are in the home stretch. This is the type of the se- time of the season that we've been uh, waiting for, right? You know, I think that it's funny. We spent all this time talking about the easy part of the early season, the easy part of the other season. It's going to get harder. It's going to get harder. I think it, for a while it looked like it was going to be easier. I feel like now you can make an argument that it's going to be harder, though that may be less because of the opponents and more because of uh, where Georgia is or is not right now. Um, but over the overall thing is we'll get into Florida, and I have so many questions for the listenership who have all been. I've never been to St. Simons or Jacksonville, let alone. I've never been to Jacksonville at all. I don't know why you know we go to Jacksonville. Not much. Yeah, I don't think, other than going this, I don't know why. I don't plan on spending a lot of time in Jacksonville after the game is over. So, um, but first time in either place, I'm hoping they'll give me a, some good idea where I shouldn't, what, what, to, what to prepare for. Um, but on the whole, I'm fascinated by this aspect of the season because this is this is not the ultimate test. This is not like the season next year where it's like, hey, we're, we're definitely going to find out where Georgia's like next year when they play at Texas, at Mississippi, and at Alabama. Uh, you're not getting that here. But, you know, this is a, 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 it will be hard to argue if Georgia makes it through. Uh, and Seth Emerson, for the record, Drake has noted that he thinks they're going to lose one uh, on, on uh, before the SEC championship game. I think was, I think he was including the SEC championship game actually. Um, this is the test. Bowers is out. Uh, you're playing better teams than you have played before. I think that's fair. Do you do you think Georgia has played a team so far that's better than Florida, Kentucky? Maybe, maybe. I mean, they went on the field. Yeah, but I mean, but also Florida wiped out Tennessee, and I think Tennessee's better than Florida. Yeah, I think I think your point is well taken. That it's interesting that four weeks ago, well, Georgia's schedule is just going to be able to coast through, yeah. and now it's like playing a Florida team that might be figuring some stuff out, playing a Missouri team who's definitely figured some stuff mm-hmm. out, play a Tennessee team that even though they lost in Alabama this week, they. Um, they at least have an identity and are adhering to that identity. And that I still think that makes them probably at the very best nine and three. Um, it's but ten, it's Tennessee Knox. 
Knoxville. Tennessee Knoxville. That's my fault. Y'all, y'all forgive me, We've Scott. Been, it's been Please weeks. forgive it's been me. Two weeks, it's so. been two weeks. Also, and, and the Georgia Tech team that no, uh, okay, sorry, sorry, beat sorry, Miami. I tried. I tried. Um, but you know, having said that, I still believe Georgia is in the place where they're playing themselves. They're playing against what they uh, their standard, uh, and I think it's safe to say that team has played up to their standard at least once. They've played up to their standard a couple of halves. Um, the good news is, despite the ta- uh, despite whatever you want to say about the teams they played, even the games where they haven't played up to their standard, they've been able, been able to win. I do think, and I think this is probably the point you were trying to make, Will, is that we're in the part of the schedule where you can't rely on talent alone and trust to beat the teams that we have. Maybe, maybe this week – Certainly, the games immediately after that. I think you're you're just putting yourself in a situation to definitely lose a game, and particularly because I don't know if it's no sense or not, but uh, Georgia's best player is uh, not going to be playing in any of these games. And while I mean, they, listen, they won they've won one game because of Bowers. I, it is up, listen for the record. It is up in the air if Bowers. I don't know. I mean, like Bowers saved them down the stretch, but. You know, Georgia also has other players. Like Bauer, like if Bauer's not in the game, I feel like they wouldn't have been like, oh, I guess we just have to run it two yards up the middle. Like I mean, they they would have tried something else. Yeah. Was, the and, thing you think back to Auburn is those catches he made, yeah. one-handed catches in traffic. Yeah. yeah, obviously helped Beck out in those of situations. Course. But, and I th- and I think helped propel Beck right. to improve yeah. after that. So he's not he's not there as the crutch. I would also argue there have been times in the season where they've needed him more as a crutch than they necessarily do right now, and mm-hmm. I think that is that's the thing to feel positive. That's about. That's kind of where I'm leaning. Yeah, it doesn't mean that doesn't mean that they don't need Bowers and right. and because th- they do, and I think ho- hopefully he'll be back for uh, uh, for these games are important, but potentially massive games. But um, I think we said this when he went out on the on the post game. If Georgia can't beat any, beat all of these teams without Bowers, they're not going to beat Michigan. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, and so, like, I, no. I, th- I think it, that... It, probably even with Bowers. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe the, I, I, that's my point, though, is that, like, like they're a worse team without Bowers. They're still better and should be better than all of these teams that they play. So, if they lose to one of them, I don't want to hear, well, we lost Bowers, so Georgia wasn't really at full strength. Don't be Ohio State. We've all seen Ohio State. Let's not be Ohio State. Well, I mean, really, Ohio State, Tennessee, or Alabama making those excuses. Yeah, exactly. So, like, you know, I think that uh, they should be able to beat all those teams without Bowers, and if they don't, it's not because they didn't have Bowers. I mean, the Braves won the World Series without Ronald Acuna yeah. Jr. And this is, obviously it's different. The sports are different. And, sure. And if, if Jorge Soler is hitting the way like Ronald Acuna was, then yeah, you're, you don't really need Ronald Acuna. But and if Oscar Delp starts playing like Brock Bowers, then uh, hopefully you've got a backup that can also play like Oscar Delp in that situation. So the point is that like I think Bowers is clearly a big loss. But it's not a big enough loss that makes you look at any of these games and feel like, oh, I don't know how we're going to be able to, like, we're in serious trouble without Bowers. Whereas if they don't have Bowers against a Michigan uh, or uh, you know, potentially Ohio State, like, I, it's very weird. We can get into this when we talk about the later games. It's very weird that, like, Ohio State keeps winning big games over teams that are trying to win a national championship and everyone keeps walking away being like, man, I thought Ohio State was good. What's Ryan Day's problem? Like, it's, 
kind of, I understand you lose to Michigan that many times in a row, people are going to be after you. But at a certain level, I don't know, they, they've won two games that everyone thought they were going to lose going into both those games. Tony, I'm disappointed. Will said the word Michigan four or five times. You haven't inserted a joke yet. They're behind us watching. <laughs> I was waiting for just... So, I, I They're think... on both sides of us. Yeah, watching. actually, they are watching us. There are minders. Can we... <laughs> okay. So, since you brought it up. I wasn't going to bring it up. Since you brought it up. Connor Stallions definitely sounds like a a third-rate porn star. From Isn't the that VCR the name of Sylvester Stallone's pre-Rocky porn? That, no, there's the Italian. That was, that was, Italian. It, it actually was called the Italian. Connor. Yeah. Connor is Connor his, Connor's his little brother that, that just brought the pizza in. Um, <laughs> yeah, Connor Stallion. I just, yeah, there's the whole thing. Um, so, I, Will, I think your point is well taken in that. Um, one, um, I, I, I have been tossing around in my head that this might be, especially if Georgia wins the national championship, this probably will be um, Kirby Smart's best coaching job, right? No, uh, because I, I, I think I think that he has definitely been pedaling uh, pretty fast in trying to find the levers to motivate this team. And also, um, <laughs> look, we can't – I've used the term before, and I stand by it. We've lost an entire NFL starting lineup and talent off the defensive front. And, yes, we've reloaded, but – uh, it's it's a long way from multiple first round starters to potential future maybe first round uh, players, but certainly guys that can be drafted. But they've got to have time to develop. Have you seen the Phila Dogs shirts? By yeah. the way, oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's pretty pretty amazing. Those are great. And then when you couple that with the fact that we, and and, and I, I I'm reticent to say this, but I'm going to say it because it's an objective fact. A new offensive coordinator. The reason I'm reticent to say it is a lot of people want to point out that the the Georgia team that's scoring forty something points a game is somehow lacking of something. Um, and then you you have that with almost a retooled starting offensive line and uh, multiple guys who were hurt in the backfield that you you came into the season thinking you were going to be able to rely on and a starting quarterback uh, that is brand new. I think what Georgia has done to this point, I would, it's not impressive, but it's certainly, it certainly colors how I think the rest of the season is going to go. Um, I, I do stand by what I said. That, you know, I'll take eight more 10 to nine wins. I, I, don't, I don't know if my cardiologist will agree with that, but uh, I will take eight more uh, 10 to nine wins. But the reality is, is like Georgia has been – winning football games in the SEC without their fastball. They've been winning football games without their fastball. Except for Kentucky. Except for Kentucky, which they definitely had all five pitches. Right, right. Um, but it, when, you, when, you, when you consider how that goes and what that means, that you're, you're right, Will, Georgia should be able to, if they can play the game they can play or should be able to play, can win these games without Brock Bowers. And, and what you really hope is to see Georgia do what they did against Kentucky, but without Brock Bowers, so that whatever pressure there might be felt to rush Brock Bowers back, you don't have to do that. Yeah. Um, I, I think we've all seen the that you know optimistically uh, Mississippi, but maybe Missouri if things go really yeah. well. But the reality is, if you can keep him and let him get as much all the way better as you can. We saw what happened with Riley Leonard, who had the same procedure and was back in three weeks. There's obviously some differences between quarterback and receiver. I think no matter when he comes back, he'll be on a pitch count. I guess because it's the the last game of the NLCS, we have a lot of baseball Mm -hmm. metaphors. But um, 
I, I think Georgia absolutely between McConkey, McConkey, uh, uh, Jack McRow Saint, <laughs> Rosemary Jack Saint, <laughs> um, and yeah, Oscar Delp and uh, Lawson Lucky, uh, and um, you know Dominic Lovick and Ron Ra Thomas. There are and Aaron Smith if he can finally start catching the ball. It's not that I mean he he's had a couple of drops right in in key moments, not key moments, just big plays. Um, you put all that together, Georgia has the pieces it takes to go through this part of the schedule and be successful. But I agree with you that if you can't put that together against a Florida, um, a Missouri, a Mississippi, a, ten, a University of Tennessee at Knoxville, no matter what happens in Atlanta, you're not going to win either the Rose or Sugar Bowl or the National Championship. Yeah, unless you improve dramatically. Yeah, you have to yeah. improve dramatically, yeah. right? I if, just, they, listen, I think, if they play every game like they put against Kentucky, they can beat those teams without Bowers. Yeah. But I but – It sure be better to have him. Yeah. And so I – and listen, my – I would love to be in a situation where Bowers comes back the way that like Pickens came back against Georgia Tech. Oh yeah, like that's like the situation where you can just, we like, have Pat Swillis kid come back so he can throw into the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Um, but like, but yeah, like you like that like not rushing Bowers back to me like this is that's the answer for this is ideally speaking you don't want to rush Bowers back because you. That's what that's the test of these few weeks, and I don't mean to belittle because you're the, you touched on something important at the beginning, which is these teams are actually have all gotten better. Florida's gotten better, Missouri's gotten better, Tennessee's gotten better, but I still think Georgia is better than all those teams. In fact, I think Georgia is better than all those teams without Brock Bowers by a, not a, not a forty eight to three margin, but better, and they should yeah. they should be able to win those games. So I'll put it this way: if you get to the point where you're rushing back Bowers. To beat UT Knoxville, you're not then you're not in a position to beat Michigan or yeah. Ohio State down the line anyway. Probably, probably not. But. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, so I, I, I think one of the things I want to talk about before we get into actual game analysis is I spent a little time. I've had an opportunity to talk to a couple of people, or just kind of around the program. Um, the the general consensus around right right now is that, and the reason I brought up Kirby like this may be his best coaching job is that um, he's, he's working harder this year, like objectively working yeah. harder this year than he has any year since his first. And he's year. famously lazy. He's famously so. lazy. <laughs> uh, but that's the thing is his organizational skills and that sort of thing. And in the coaching staff, the way the coaching staff is gelling, I, I think there is a level of importance having this off week now um, that, uh, you know, t- Tiffany, Tiffany reports that uh, practice was a little quieter than it has mm-hmm. been, um, which is on one hand good uh, because it, it tells me a little bit, not just that they're doing things a certain way. It's like Kirby might have found the way it takes to approach this team. But on the other hand, if he's not, if he's not calling out stuff that is plainly happening that's wrong in practice or people are loafing, he's still going to be, he's never going to not be that coach. Right. Um you know, in having said all of that, I think the the last thing I would think about uh, defensively is that defensively, especially, is that um, will you and I had the chance to talk about the the Vanderbilt game in particular? Um, that Vanderbilt scored on a one play scoring drive where uh, Carson Beck probably had the best tackle of the game immediately before then, uh, and then they scored on a forty nine yard touchdown play that was exactly the same play that Kentucky ran. 
Uh, it was a little deeper route, but it was exactly the same drag route where the same two people, uh, um, you know, kind of got uh, uh, switched up in coverage. Um, what we saw of the defense the rest of the time was was one fairly long drive that, um, which which is is going to happen. I think it's I I was unreasonable to think that Georgia would hold Vanderbilt uh, scoreless. Um, because the reality is you have to have so many things go exactly your way. Uh, and clearly they didn't. Um, you know, we're going to, we're going to Jacksonville. I'm not one of those people that is, uh, especially now after winning five in a row, uh, or not five in a row, I guess five of the last six, I forgot about 2020, um, being particularly superstitious about Jacksonville. Um, but I think the reality is this team in, in Kirby smart will We'll have his team ready and focused on Florida, and we'll have a game plan that is um, that both mitigates against what Florida wants to do offensively, which is they really want to run Johnson and Etienne as much as they can and keep the ball out of Graham Mertz's hand. I think that at least I think that's what they want to do. Uh, if they're throwing the ball, Graham Mertz is throwing the ball. It's going to be short passes and misdirection stuff. Using use play action um, to get. Uh, Johnson and Etienne open. Um, you know, a lot of people were kind of praising what what Mertz did last week or against South Carolina, and yeah, he did kind of grow up. But also, and, and this is kind of, kind of sound weird considering the game we had against South Carolina. Um, yeah, I don't know, when you start getting excited about four point win over South Carolina, it's like, mm. all right, cool, yeah, <laughs> all right, so. What's I definitely next? did not come out of our win over South Carolina getting excited. No, no, <laughs> so, no, no. Or like, okay, we turned the corner now. We yeah, got okay. it. I think the South Carolina fans are getting kind of tired of Beamer's excuse making after every single loss. Have you heard some of yeah. his press conferences? It's not. It's not a good look. Yeah, no, there, this, breaking his foot. Yeah, there is a subtext to every answer that he gives, which is basically. Come, what do you want from me? We're in South Carolina. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it really is. Like, he can't say that, but that is kind yeah. of what he's saying. So, I don't know. I, it's just, like, this is, I think you can make an argument that this is the most exciting and, and telling month that of Georgia football since heading into the SEC championship game two years ago. Yeah, last but, year was just a breeze. Yeah, and like, and and listen, the Ohio State game was obviously crazy, sure. but like, we knew that was like, we knew that was going to be a good game. And also, frankly, you know, it felt like if Georgia, like Ohio State, I think surprised a lot of people in that game. They were like, Stroud was amazing in that game, and you know, they played really well. So I think that like, you know, um, I think people went into that game thinking Georgia was going to win. Um, and remember, because Ohio State just barely got in. If USC had to blow in that game, I think they would have been in. Uh, they wouldn't have been in. Now, like, there's legitimate questions about this Georgia team that is going to be answered in really big, like, four straight games. Bang, 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 bang. And again, th- there's no Alabama. There's no Oklahoma. There's no Michigan. But, like... It's just SEC East. Yeah. Well, one team from the West. And Mississippi. Like, if, yeah, but I would, it's the best three teams in the SEC East. And it's the second. Second-ish. Second best team in the SEC West? Probably the third, but maybe. Yeah, second. like that's not nothing. Like that's absolutely not nothing. It's only better than Texas A&M. Yeah, <laughs> yes. And so for me, like that that's what's fun about this. And they're all bang, bang, bang right back after the and, – and Brock Bowers is gone. So like there's a lot of – there's just a lot of legitimate intrigue. And it doesn't feel 
I will say it does not feel like this paradise bores me right now. No. It definitely feels like there's a level of. Are urgency. you excited, Will? I'm, Are you finally happy with the paradise? Finally, I uh, this sand is just rusty enough, and 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 I just, I scratched myself on the claw of a crab, and so I'm. This is fun. Like this is like. Well, like you wanted, I, I always I feel bad about keep bringing my wife into this, but she always has a like so like she's because she you know she watches Georgia football, but she's you know she's enough with us that we are, and she's like so is this gonna be a good game because we've had like a lot of like blowouts this time really as much fun. I'm like that is not a problem anymore, everyone. Nope. That is not a problem anymore, and. To me, that makes the wins like even the Vanderbilt win was not an exciting win, even though they didn't really play that well. South Carolina was an exciting win, but like all of these games are legit. Like if Georgia loses one of these games, it will be an upset, yeah. but it will not be a if they'd have lost to Missouri last year upset, or if yeah. they lost to South Carolina this year upset. You can see the contours. Well, if it's the of Georgia what, Tech, yeah, yes, yeah, so Georgia Tech, yes, but if you can see the I'm saying these X four, yeah, um, you can see the contours of how an upset would happen in all four of these games. And that's new for George Harris is since, since the SEC championship game. Yeah. So I'm or, or, or the, or the peach bowl. Yeah. Yeah. So it, I think it's, it's interesting. You brought up that because I've been pondering the past. I spent last Saturday watching football and pondering that very thing. George is going to lose a game. George is going to lose a game. It might not be the season, but George is going to lose a football game no. again. Yeah. It's going to happen. Wash your mouth. And, um, it, one, it's going to be made to be a bigger deal in the media than it actually is, no matter who you lose to. That happens when you win 24 in a row. Yeah. Okay, first off. Second off, guys, the keyboard warriors coming out. They're coming out for us. They're coming out for us. There's going to be a lot of memes. going to be a lot of ahas. And that's fine. I will tell you exactly. We're this. due, frankly, for some of those. Oh, I think we are, right? I think we are. But I will tell. I'll tell you the same thing. I would tell someone uh, if they were to uh, try to hey bro me on the internet. Uh, some something I told someone uh, when Tiffany, Wayne, Chris, and I flew to New Orleans to a little pregame trip, uh, preseason trip. Um, we're in the Delta Sky Club there, and I'm wearing my Georgia stuff, and. Um, a couple of ladies in front of me in line for the bar. Shocking. Um, and I turned around. They're like, Oh, Georgia, whatever. And I'm like, you can't hurt me. We've won two in a row. Yeah, you can't hurt me. Yeah, yeah. You can't hurt me. Yeah. Will I be disappointed? Am I going to be disappointed when Georgia loses a football game? Yeah, yeah, of course I am. But I had a conversation. It's funny. I had a conversation with Lauren Tate. I'm Lauren Tate. I did that again. Lauren yeah. Smith. Yes. Uh, recently where it was like, he, it's crazy. We are in this like, wait, the Lauren Smith. Yeah, the Lauren Smith. Huh. Uh, and and is like, it's crazy. We we live in this world where Georgia hasn't lost in over a year, mm. and and people are losing their minds over not playing well. And then on top of that, he's like, he said, how how do people that you know, like think what's going on at Clemson? How do people? Oh, I was yeah. like, I said, look, oh, Mr. Yeah. Smith. I worked at the University of Illinois, and they lost their minds. And while I was there, they went to the Rose Bowl and also lost 10 games in the same five yeah. years. I was like, I don't, I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they do it because I, I love Georgia football, and I love winning, and I love it when Georgia football wins, and especially when it happens in Jacksonville. Because yeah. I am hoping my friend, uh, our friend Paul from Illinois is going to be in Jacksonville with, with, with Will and I yeah. uh, and, and other or the folks from our crew that are coming and I hope he gets to feel one of the best walks in the world, which is walking out of Everbank Field in Jacksonville 
watching dejected, what few Florida fans are still around, watching dejected Florida fans. Uh, it's just an incredible feeling. Likewise, one of the worst feelings in the world is walking out of there having lost that game. Right. Uh, but it makes you feel alive. <laughs> and I, don't, I do not want to feel that kind of alive. Right. I don't want to feel the other kind of alive. But the, I, I say all that to say this. I am 55 years old. I'm a man. No, I that's not, I'm, not, I'm, not doing, I'm not doing the, the Mike Gundy thing. Um, yeah, because y'all don't subscribe to that, that TV sh- uh, channel. That's on our but Patreon. It's on our Patreon, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm 55 years old. I started being a Georgia fan. Uh, I started paying attention in 1978 when I was 10, but I really got to be a fan uh, when, when, when Rex Robinson kicked a field goal against Kentucky in the early part of 1980 season. Um, I have been lucky that in that time, I've only watched Georgia have a couple of losing seasons. I've watched a lot of ugh, football. Um, the reality is, it's like even the 2016 season, and I would say that for the most part in the Rick years, I haven't watched ugh, football. So as an adult, with the with a, a exception of the 90s, I've watched Georgia play spectacular football, and then none of it has equaled what we've seen the last year and a half. None of it. I mean, how could it? It can't. It can't. And that's the point. That's the point. We are living in the yeah. most golden of golden yeah. ages. Enjoy this. If we don't look good against Florida and win – Okay, we won. It's fine. It's fine. Look, if we lose to Florida, we lose to Florida. And I'm going to be like so like – I'm going to like – I'm still going to go hate – I'll go and hate eat a steak afterwards. Uh, I'm just going to. But, you know. Never, that sounds awesome. I've never tried that. <laughs> yeah. I hate oh, yeah. I'm going to I'm going to get after that filet. That yeah, I was going to say you've got to have a filet because you don't want anything chewy if you're no, hating. No, no, you need no. It, like just I'm melt in your mouth. Yeah. No, yeah. We we always – we yeah. If we always after George Florida, we go get a steak. I would like to hate eat a steak. I'm going to hate eat a steak, right? And I'm going to drop some – I'm going to drop some lines on on some Florida fans that are like running their mouths like, hey, don't do you do, doesn't your girlfriend have to be home by 10 and you didn't even go to Florida or Santa Fe community college you know i've already got my lines queued up but the best part about it is i hadn't had to use those lines in a long yeah. time and i don't plan to use them saturday evening i really don't i really don't i'm am i worried about this game i, I am i am anxious about this game because it's short of florida but i'm not worried about losing it i'm just not i because i trust one i trust the coaching staff and i trust the players they put on the field and I think we're better in Florida. Even even though Florida's a good team, right? They've shown some resiliency yeah. uh, bouncing back from... You're hearing less people freaking out about him right now. Yeah, you are. You are, right. Uh, although, <laughs> they don't get a break in South Carolina. They, that's, how, that's how fine the line is there. Ooh. That's how fine the line is. Right, right. We, are, we are worried because we only won against uh, uh, Auburn by seven and against uh, Vanderbilt by 17. They're worried because they don't score a fairly late touchdown and come up with a big play at the end. They lose to South Carolina on the road. That's where we are. Yeah. But it'll be fun. Uh, it is. And, you know, this, well, I'm sure we'll get into this, but, um, you know, the game itself, I mean, tell me how, how much we want to break down. Like, we've heard a little bit about Mertz. We've talked a little bit about so on. When I'm looking, because I, I, before we talk, talk about the experience, which I feel like I would just be interviewing the two of you about. Um, <laughs> Do you – it's funny how we're like – at a certain level, if you're looking at this game, Georgia's defense has had some – to say they've had some issues is too strong, but they have not been a dominant in some of the defenses we've seen. I will say – I mean, if Graham Mertz beats Georgia, what, then I'm not sweating – what would have happened with Brock Bowers in Michigan? Like, like this is a, like, if, like, if, no, I think that's the right. I think that's right. Here's a question before we get going. 
Next four games, putting aside Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. Let's all rank them in order of you think Georgia is most likely to lose. Okay. Uh, easy peasy. Okay. Uh, I'll go first. Uh, Tennessee, Missouri, Mississippi, Florida. Scott? Florida is number four. Tennessee, number three. Mississippi, number two, and Missouri, number one. I agree with Scott. Look at this Missouri love. I agree yeah. with Scott. Yeah. And, and let me tell you why. Missouri has figured something out offensively. They they absolutely have an identity, uh, and they adhere to it. They throw the ball. Brand, uh, I'm just a little worried. Like, Georgia's not looked great in the road. No, I agree. Georgia's I agree. And that, and that, that factored in. Yeah. Um, the thing is what Tennessee does really well, both the defensively and offensively, Georgia matches up really well with. Um, a lot of you were thinking about Tennessee in terms of what we saw them last year. They're not, they're not that. But I agree. They're not. They're not that. Um, and now, and, and Tennessee plays better at home. Uh, but kind of what gets what what lends me to think that way is is Missouri and Mississippi both live, in, live by the big play and Georgia's showing they give that up. Yeah. Right now, but I'm, I think we're, we're all four of us in agreement. However, the Florida is fourth. fourth. Yeah, Florida is fourth, and I think that that's kind of what I'm trying to get at. Is Florida is four, and I'm I'm more nervous about this game probably than any other game than Georgia has played this year. Oh, I am. I am. So I, I think I, that I if think you that, were if you were to rank if you were to rank all the games that Georgia has played. The only one that gets remotely close would be Kentucky. Yeah, and that's that's happened to be the best game they played all year. Yeah, so maybe that's that augurs something positive yes. uh, for the last month because I think that because again, you know, going back to the motif we talked talk about and over and over and over, the players are human, the coaching staff is human. They have seen the first two months of the schedule just like, <laughs> like we, we have, have yep. and they and they all will say the right things. But come on, how could you not? Of course, of course, you're going to be down a little bit. Heading into this game or heading into that. Of course. Like, it's, I don't think it's unreasonable. And I don't think it makes them chokers or has somewhat lower of, of, of constitution to not be, because everybody I know has not been up for that. And I mean, they were in a tent in Vanderbilt yeah. for their locker room. So, how <laughs> yeah. could you feel like you're getting. Well, here's a good example Walker just finished his uh, fall travel schedule. They played a couple games down in Covington. They played at a high school I will not name. In case people went to that high school, but the field was garbage. The, there was no concessions. There was no place to eat within ten miles of the place. <laughs> UT Knoxville wasn't it? Kind <laughs> of like it, but it and, it and it was terrible. And the parents were complaining. Guess what? They got beat in both times they were down there in their first game. They won the second games, but it was just like. And then we got back. It was like, ah, glad we're not playing there again. It would have been totally different had we just played. And they were like, Walker was like, even Shiloh would have been better than that. And he didn't like playing at Shiloh High School. So it's the atmosphere plays into teenagers, young 20-year-olds. Yeah, and, and the context. Even, yeah, yeah, the context of it. It's uh. just not, not the vibe isn't there. But, you know, one thing you won't have to worry about this week, the vibe, the context. The vibe will be there. Will be there for Georgia Florida. And, you know, the thing is, like, you, we, we keep thinking about Kentucky being, like, the complete game. They got off to a quick start. So I think that's an early litmus test. And, of course, you might get scared if we're only up 3 nothing at the end of the first quarter. Maybe, actually, that's a good thing. But if they can get started hot again, I think it's uh, it could get out of hand. I mean, I think the key really is making Florida... Uh, make them quit. Yeah, make them quit. I think the key is is to make Florida look bad. I am I'm totally fine if we're up three nothing if Florida is has a bunch of three and outs because that just at some point the dam's going to break. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. I had the opportunity to interview Ryan Nanny of the Shutdown Fullcast and the Messenger uh, preseason, and we were discussing Georgia's 
at that point, what, 17-game run, now up to 24. Um, and he's like, what happens if – because I was like, some somebody, if the, if Georgia loses on the road, somebody's going to pay the $100,000 fine. It's just, they're going to do it. That They're going to be happy oh, to write the check. He's like, he says, what happens if – Georgia loses to Florida. Or he said at the Florida Georgia game, Georgia loses. He said it that way too because Florida fan. Yeah. I went to Florida. I was like, I can't even think about that. I just can't think about that. Right <laughs> at that point, it was unfathomable you, to me. Is he talking about rushing the field? Yeah, rushing the field. Why? Well, see, I was there in '97 when we were a 20 point underdog. Yeah. with Jim Don and we won 37 17, and we were in the temporary swaying stadium seats uh-huh. back then. Love it. And there were people trying to. Yeah, consider rushing the field. The security there, there was no way that was going to happen. Yeah. So I would imagine it would be the same way. Yeah, yeah. Keep the Florida fans off the field. Yeah. So, so um, the best way you can do that though is by winning the game. Yeah. I mean, like honestly, like I, I, this the way they are right now. This does not feel like a game where you're like, okay, bet. I, it feels doesn't feel like a game where like you want to show, like Beck's going to go out all out. Like I think if you get if you get to that point, he's at home, right? Yeah. He's from Jacksonville. Yeah. That's right. I think so, he was committed to Florida at one yeah. point. Maybe. Probably. I don't know. So I, I'm part of the canon now. <laughs> sure. But I think that like if they – I think the way to win this game and the way they will want to go about this is to win what you're talking about. Is if they're up 3-0 but they're sitting on him, no one's – I don't think you like force Mertz into mistakes. This is not like a young quarterback. This is a – this is a recognize that you have a physical advantage over Graham Mertz yeah. and take it and use it. As opposed to like this doesn't this doesn't feel like a game where you have to have oh you you're going for the big turnovers and the big hits. This feels like a game where you have a better quarterback and a better everything that they do. And like maybe you can't do this against Missouri. Maybe you need to get a little riskier against Missouri. Maybe you need a little riskier against Mississippi. For Florida, you should be able like we've talked. This is the easiest game of the four. And the reason this easiest game of the four is because Georgia just has a ton more talent than Florida does, and they have a better quarterback. And eventually, Florida's going to get to where they want to go. They're, nothing against Graham Mertz. Graham Mertz is the, you know, he's the, uh, he's, he's the Jeff Supon of, uh, of quarterbacks. <laughs> like, you just kind of bring him in. He's probably not going to make any huge mistakes. But you know that, like, there's inherent limitations to what he can do. Yeah. I mean, what Graham Mertz is, is like green beans and Thanksgiving. Yeah. Everybody's got to have some. It's perfectly fine. But nobody's like... Damn, I wish I had some green beans. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. And 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 also, if you like, you know, I don't care how bad the pumpkin pie is, people are still going to eat the pumpkin pie more than they're going to eat the green beans. People are trash. Not me. <laughs> people are trash. I, see, I, I'm sorry, I like pumpkin pie. I just can't do it. Okay, fine. Uh, but but so what's stuffing? You, yeah. Oh. <laughs> whoa, 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 hey, it's called dressing. And <laughs> do you do the cranberry sauce too? No, that's trash. That's gross. Okay, we uh, got a Thanksgiving podcast to come. Okay, yeah. Um, uh, so, so I, I think you bring up a good point when you think about Graham Mertz. You're right. You're not gonna it, look. Graham Mertz throw three picks. This game's gonna be blown out by a bunch. Yeah. Um, but that's not that's not what Graham Mertz does. What you want to do is you want to put Graham Mertz in a situation where he's making real tough decisions about quick checkdowns or throwing the ball away. Right. Uh, the if if you're Georgia, the the perfect Graham Mertz game is. 20 of 42, uh, 164 yards, and no touchdowns, right? Heck, you can even have it be 20 of 32 with 120 yards, yeah, it, it, and you're same, fine. Same, same, right? Yeah. Because at that point, they're probably going something stupid like yeah. 4 of 16 and third down, yeah. right? So. Or 4 of 16 is probably too many. 4 of 12 on third down, and you know, probably going for a lot of uh, fairly long fourth downs. Yeah. Like if he, if he wants to dink and dunk inside and be concerned, like that's – 
I'm encouraged Florida to be like Florida's a team that's going to have to try to take risks to win this game. Georgia needs to shut down those risks, and, and they're not built for that, right? Yeah. They're actually what they're really uh, one of the things that they're probably the thing they're best at offensively is um is is moving the ball on on first and second down right they haven't faced a ton of third and longs um comparably speaking but the they also have been pretty not good at converting third downs by the way georgia's first in the nation right they're first in the nation defensively at preventing uh third down conversion really good teams tend to be and really good teams (laughs) tend to be and that's one of the things that when you think about i mean on, on top of that on top of that Georgia hasn't faced a ton of third downs, which if you think about why that is, they get a bunch of three and outs. They get a bunch of three outs or three and outs or five and outs, right? Where it's, they get a first down and second down, the first or second down, and you know they get a 20-yard drive, but then they're punting, uh, they're punting from their 40, right? They get a first down, but then they're punting from their 40. Um, if uh, – what's, what's Florida's? Pearsall, right? Florida's punter's name is Pearsall. He has a big day punting. Man, Pearsall's a receiver. Oh, oh. Crenshaw. P- okay. uh, Pearsall. Uh, rhymes. So yeah. that's good. You Crenshaw. get half credit. Crenshaw's. Yeah. I was about to be so impressed. Like, wow. Yeah, that's I, right. I could not tell you Florida's punter. So and he was the punt returner last I year. I wonder how many people would have just rolled with it, and we wouldn't have gotten an angry email to WSLS podcast. Uh, we got several angry email emails because our 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 readers, our listeners, are good that way. Yeah, and, um, I, and I boot him too. So, all right, Will. Hmm. Let's talk about the same. Let's talk about the vibe. Um. So. You've okay. been, you've been I, to a bowl can, I, can I ask, can I start with questions? Yes. I have questions for you. So uh, I wrote a piece for Sports on Earth a long time ago about how I love and how rare they are. It's based off going to a Knicks game at a Brooklyn, at, at, in Brooklyn, which basically was as close as I could find to a 50-50 crowd in the NBA. If you go to a Nets game in the Knicks, it's like the Knicks are playing the Portland Trailblazers. Nobody cares. Right. But there's so many Knicks fans that go over to Brooklyn, it ends up being about 50-50. Um, but true 50-50 games... Oklahoma, Texas. Mm -hmm. In basketball, Illinois, Missouri. It's Mm -hmm. a big thing they do before Christmas every year. Florida, Georgia was one of the places I included. Willis, Georgia, Florida. Sorry, Georgia, Florida. Mm -hmm. Forgive me. You mentioned Ryan Nanny. I blame him. (laughs) Uh, Georgia, Florida is one of those games that's been, I've understood to be 50-50. Is A, is that the case? B, does that fluctuate with how one team is doing? Or is it generally all 50-50? Although, even though it fluctuates, it's still probably really close to 50-50. Mm. I, I don't think I've ever been there. And Scott, you 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 went in the 90s when it was really not great. Now I did too. But even, even Georgia fans would go to that game against Spurrier and Meyer. When they were smoking them every year. Right. right. Mm-hmm. In, in a way that Florida fans are less willing to go to. I've been probably 10 or 11 times. I've seen one victory. I hadn't been recently. My God. So, yeah, you know, um, there's that. So, so, <laughs> but yes, yes. The, it very okay. much is pretty close to a bowl. And it's better than a bowl game, though, because you don't have a whole lot of corporate tickets. Right, 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 it's, right, it's, right. it's a real fan. It's a real fan. That's, that's, to me, that's why it's better than a bowl game. Exactly yeah. right. That's yeah. a, that, and those regular season things are hard to find, where an actual crowd, yeah. that's 50-50. So. I mean, but they usually split it right in between the, the, oh, the, the Back the in the day, it was section and section. Yeah. There's section. Yeah, Jordan, you don't want yeah, to do it's, that. It's, it's, you do not want to do so that. So I'm a little worried about that, actually, because I got my tickets off of SubHub, and I was wasn't sure exactly. Where are I, you? I didn't know which one it was, but I, so I, I, but I found a cheap club one. I figured a club... It's probably not segregated. Yes. Are you section. which? Are you on the east side or west side? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, let me find that out. Uh, yeah, by the way, Georgia is the visiting team this year. Um, yes, which is why we have seven home games because that counts as one. of So our they'll be games. wearing white, we'll or are wearing, they going to do the whole blue red thing? 
I think we'll do white. Uh, I haven't heard, but I because they've we'll done do that in the past. They've yeah. also worn some abismal yeah, uniforms. We're not com- doing that. We're not combos doing that down again, there, but so. we won't be yeah. dealing with that. So, but as visitors, we will sit on the riverside, not the downtown side. So the sun will be in your face. Bring your sunglasses. Uh, it looks like the weather's going to be spectacular. Section one eleven. Section one eleven is behind the Jaguar sideline. Um, it is. So is that the east side? Yeah, you are. You will be sitting uh, in the Florida section. I will, but I mean, I'm in the club, so I you're in the club. You're fine. Yeah, I think you'll be fine. But you'll have plenty of space, hopefully, at the end of the third floor. <laughs> right. And but the point is that, like, so I also that was a, that was my next question: Is it segregated by section? Is this like going to a Cardinals Cubs game where the fans don't like each other, but they're all generally Midwestern and everyone? Or is it like going to a Yankees Red Sox game where fights are breaking? More of that. It's 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 not quite Yankees Red Sox games, but in the parking lots, it can be. Yeah, so so, so, so where we'll so where we're tailgating, it won't be that bad. Okay. First off, there'll be a ton of Georgia fans. It's, it's mostly Georgia fans where we're tailgating. One, two, the walk-in could get a touch dicey, but I have I can honestly say, in my time going to Georgia, Florida, I have parked in places that is pure half and half, where it is the Wild West. I have parked in places where it's mostly Florida fans. Uh, and there's only two specific examples I can think of in the number of okay. times I've gone where it was even remotely a problem. The first was the first was just somebody wanted to fight. Like it was just somebody yeah. wanted to fight, yeah. and and yeah, I you, you can find that. At a, yeah, and I'm really good at not yeah. fighting people. Yeah. Like I'm just like really good at defusing. I am undefeated. Yes, uh, and <laughs> the second the second was we were walking from uh, Lot Z going to into the game, going past the Bull Gator Club, which is a whole thing. Uh, and there was a guy, a massive dude. He was behind a fence, was running his mouth at, at, at the Georgia fans walking by. Yeah. And uh, he called me a couple of names, and all of them were accurate as to my size. Um, and uh, so my dad took umbrage with him, and he was like, hey, say that to my face. My dad smokes cigars. Uh, I don't know if you knew that about him, but he does. He smokes cigars. So as this guy leaned back to, to like get him out, to give uh, like get a good breath, my dad blew cigar smoke in his face. Good and I, I was just ignoring the guy. I kept walking. I turned around, and like literally people were carrying my dad. And it was like, yeah, I charged Because <laughs> they were, had, had been tired of this guy. Um, there is a, there, there, I, it's one of my favorite mob crowd things when there's one jackass and someone finally is like, okay, I'm done with you. Yeah. And then everyone just loves that person. Yeah. <laughs> so for the most part, it is closer to Yankees, Red Sox than it is to Cubs, Cardinals. Ecology is the vibe? Because Dep- it depends where you are. Yeah. Like I've talked to a lot of people who are like, oh, you're going, I haven't gone to that game in years, but I used to go every single year. Like it just seems, I hear that a lot. I was like And that. it sounds yeah. like that's because people go throughout college. It becomes this pilgrimage thing you do. Yeah. And then it still becomes the party and fun thing you, you do for a while. And everything and, it dies and, off. And, yeah, okay. Now, I will tell you, I, I intentionally did not take my kids until last year. My oldest, Maggie, went because she's like, Dad, I, don't, I hope to be in a red coat so I can't go. And, of course, she now is on the props crew of the red coats. But um, I will say that um, where we're tailgating, uh, generally it is not any more out of control than what you would see at – the at, at night games, right? Uh, it is Georgia, Florida, so it's called the World Large Outdoor Cocktail Party for a reason. But for the most part, you know, probably the the craziest thing you'll see pregame, pregame, uh, is you know the at loudness and in average, uh, you know, base level jackassery. Um, postgame, 
uh, post game is all bets are off, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm just I'm, saying. I'm, I just want to kind of get home. Yeah, at that point, and I'm the same way. I'm like, all right, let's get let's get on let's get on the road. I will say after the 2000, probably 2007 game was that the year. No, 2007. I was uh, maybe it's before then. Either way, it was a, a one of the first games Georgia won and erect. Uh, maybe it could have been seven. Well, it had been before then. If it makes you feel better on taking kids, I took oh, Jack yeah. and Walker. Look at him. Yeah. Jack was eight. Walker was six. I was going to say we they're both so much there. younger than William. So. Yeah. So they were. They were. We went down there. We yeah. went to the game. We got our doors. Is that blown. the last that time was, you went? That was the last time I went. It was 2014, and it was about 40 degrees. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot um, and nicer. It, uh, Florida had, I think, 400 yards rushing that day, mm-hmm. and we were never in it. Um, but they were fascinated by the the pools in the top parts yeah. of the the stadium. But yeah, I, I mean, we didn't we didn't so, encounter so any. Cute. They're any, such like they're such like yeah. No, now they're like little <laughs> men. And everything. But yeah, no, I mean, kids are welcome. You know, people yeah. were like, "You're crazy taking young kids down there." It's like we had a blast. It's fine. We and, drove down. I mean, William's almost 12. I mean, and, and like, yeah, yeah, and first off, and your kids, where you stay? Oh, your kids handle stuff. Time. Your kids handle stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's seen, he's seen a lot, and they had two. That's why yeah. I never even bought it, yeah. taking them because they'd been going to games in San Francisco and hearing all kinds of words for their entire life. My my biggest concern, and this may just be for Saint Simon's question, is like I have not like figured out. Like I, I'm going to have a car, so I could drive to Jacksonville, but I'd rather not. So for the record, if you come to my book event on Friday morning, you I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to float to somebody to see if they've got a ride there. You should ask ask around. There yeah. there are probably ways for you to get St. Yeah. Simon's. I've never had a problem with parking though. Yeah, I mean you may have to park a little ways. Traffic away, can but, get bad, but yeah. you go early and yeah. You know. Oh, I'm not afraid of driving. I just kind no. of feel like, you know, I mean, if you, yeah. I, anytime you can avoid driving, I like to do so. I agree. I agree. Um, okay. And then inside the stadium. First of all, do they sell beer there? Uh, you will, should be able to buy beer. In, I don't know if I'm going to. I just, to me, that's more about the crowd. In the, in than the club level, yes. Right, okay. I think you can in the club level. Okay. I, 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 is it a nice stadium? Eh. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's better than when I was there with the temporary bleachers that would sway yeah. back and forth. Yeah, Those the old Gator Bowl very was, dangerous. Was a, yeah, the old Gator Bowl was, was a hole. But. So now that you are adults, uh, theoretically, and no longer going there in college, if does this feel like a special? The ongoing Kirby obviously does not want to have the game here every year. He'd like to get back to having it back and forth. Do you feel? Forget what it would mean for the college kids. As an adult, because I didn't go to school here, so I don't really care about those people. Um, as an adult, what would you feel like you would lose if you would lose anything if they move this to a campus and campus? Well, I am on record, probably not in recent years, but I am on record with being fine with it going back to back in Jacksonville and then One home year. and home. I think that would be a nice rotation because I would love to have to vengeance on Florida because of, you know, my well-stated thing that happened in 95. 95, Um, And I would love to go down to Ben Hill Griffin stadium, you know, because it's only happened, I think four times because I wanted to go see that stadium. So that's me, but that, but I would never, I would take whatever anybody did. Okay. I'm kind of the, the soft, chewy middle. Here is my, here is my jewels. Um, well, allow Tony to retort. (laughs) I, um, but you're from there, so that makes more sense that you would be passionate more I, than I am. I, I'm a sucker for the tradition of it. Yeah. The fact that it's so unique now, yeah. that so few of these That's games, the vibe for it for me, but I, a, I have a bit of I, But I don't know if I'm just... I like the theory of it. And there are so few of these games that fun. are true, neutral site, um, r- rivalry games. I, 
Like I can see the argument for going home and home. I just think there's something about playing them in Jacksonville. I don't, even though it's in the state of Florida, even though it's 90 miles from Gainesville versus 240 miles from Athens, 250 miles from Athens. It's longer than I thought it was. Yeah, it's a good five and a half hours. Yeah. Um, It's an easy drive, though. Yeah, all that stuff. I still like, look, there's something special about going, look at it this way. There's something special about going to someone's home turf and beating their ass. There just is. And, and, and well, it's not really their home turf. Too. It's that's not that. really their home turf. And that's exactly where I was going with this. Um, we have something unique and special with the University of Florida that we get to do that so few programs get to do. And that is to have a true neutral site. Everybody's paying attention to it. Um, game that, at least for this week, could determine the sec east um and for that matter it is um it is fun to go down there and make fun of their their jean shorts and to do so you will see that oh yeah Yeah. a lot of jerseys and jean shorts i mean it is it is i'm I'm from that too they're cut from a different cloth it is it is it is basically ohio state fans Uh but they drink uh it's if, if ohio state fans were to were to be merged with Washington State fans, but with less intelligence about their team. Okay. Um, and having said all of that, there's it's so much fun to go down there. It just is. And have look, you been down there since we've won the national championship? To Jacksonville? Yeah. Uh, you went last year, yeah, I went last year. I went okay. the game last year. Is oh, the yeah, vibe yeah, any yeah. different? Like, does it change with one team being really so, good? So it, it's, it's interesting you brought that up because, like, the, for the longest time, what Florida fans would consistently say to you to your face and online was how many year, how many right. days right. since right. the – as a matter of fact, I, I Which posted, is fair. No, that's, that's what, that's what I, I posted after Georgia won in Indianapolis, <laughs> zero days since Georgia won the national <laughs> championship, right? Um, and I will probably post Saturday morning how many times since Georgia, uh, Florida won the national championship last. Um, but, yeah, it has changed because – Florida no longer has the one thing they had, which is national championships. Um, yep. So basically, all they have now is the, the Spurrier years. The, yeah, the, basically, <laughs> basically, it's like you know, the pick pick a pick a date. Nineteen ninety is the one they'd like to pick, but pick a date and and come up with the the records since then. And with what Georgia's done the past five years or six years, that now has equaled out. And, and it, it should it, it goes without. You should ab- absolutely not say this, but it goes. Uh, it should be said. It's like. Florida had to have the 90s and early aughts to make this within five or six games. Right, uh, right. Scott, I'm sure you have the records, but um, uh, yeah, we'll we'll get into that. And and but even now, with what Florida did in the 90s and aughts, uh, Florida Georgia was so far ahead of Florida, so far ahead of Florida in the in 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 the series that. I don't understand why people. I, I mean, I guess I understand why people don't want to go down there because they lost so much, and especially younger people went through and we went through an entire generation of people that had never seen Georgia win consistently in Jacksonville. Um, and in my perfect world, that's a thing that doesn't live anymore. Right. You're going to have a great time. I'm, I'm really excited. I'm excited. I get to be there with oh, you. Yeah, and, and like, I, and for the record, what's like? What, when, did, when does it get started on Saturday? Uh, the game kicks off at three thirty. No, yeah, I know. The time oh, I'm sorry. Well, so, um, I you know I think we'll probably um, 
We're waiting on some people to fly in from Atlanta. Uh, Paul and I are. Will, will they be up at seven? Like, will people be like? When is the party? There, look, look, there are people because I'm I'm following you. Like, there I, are people I've got down you there. Tailgate, and I'm going there, and I'm staying in my safe little cocoon. I'm not. There are people that are down there right now, Tokyo. <laughs> uh, but the RV people are, are they're special. Um, I would say nine o'clock is a decent yeah. time to get there. At that point, you're getting ramped up. Um, if you get there at nine o'clock, gives you a. Um, a solid four and a half or five hours to go uh, in your tailgate space. Um, we will probably be there a little earlier. Robert normally gets there a little earlier, but he's, he's responsible for getting the tailgate set up. Uh, and we do appreciate Robert and all the hard work he gives to make our, uh, our, our little tailgate experience awesome because he, he does a great job. Um, so I, no matter what you do, how you decide to get down there, um, I, I check in with him to find out what time he's planning on being there and trying I mean, to all, try to match. In all honesty, like when I have my book event, which again, please people come if you're in St. Simon's at yeah, 1030. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Um, I, I'm probably just going to be like, you're all already here. How are you getting there tomorrow? I'll ride in the trunk if you mm-hmm. need me to. I'll probably make William to go because he's smaller and I need to. Yeah, he'll be in the trunk. Yeah, he'll be yeah. in the trunk. He'll love it, right. actually. Uh, but Take yeah, because... Because my my kind of goal for it is to not have to drive in the Jacksonville. And yeah, because honestly, the main thing is too is once the game is over, like getting there early is gonna be great. Once the game's over, I'm gonna be ready to go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be I'm gonna kind of be ready to get out of there. How bad is it getting out of those games? It's miserable. Um, it depends on where you park, but it can be it can take you an hour to get out of wherever you're parking. It's just it's just bad. I mean. Look, if you think about I, that, it, will bother me less if someone else is driving. Right, <laughs> and that's the thing about it. if someone else is driving, you can doze off. Like, so you've you've never been to Jacksonville. Mm-mm. So um, imagine Indianapolis with more grass and gnats, um, and, and and rivers. Yeah. Um, Jacksonville is. I, I, so I actually kind of like Indianapolis, but um, well, so but but I guess what I'm trying to. It, because that, here's like, the question about this: Think about Indianapolis has a very nice downtown area. That's a great thing about Indianapolis, right? Does Jacksonville have that? No. Okay. Um, is the landing gone? The landing is something else now. Um, but look, I'm I'm trying not to sh- I'm trying not to shit on Jacksonville too much, but um, it is a perfectly fine American city, right? It is uh, where the game is is a mile east of downtown, uh, so. The stadium's there where the baseball team is there. The Jags practice facility is all there. Okay. Uh, but there's a ton of industrial stuff right around that right, area, right. too. I, um, think, I certainly remember all the stories when they hosted the Super Bowl about how yeah. unhappy so all may, the maybe, So maybe even Baltimore is a better example, but less okay. gritty industrial. Right, right, right. Um, so, but imagine if you were to have a major event at um, what's the stadium in Baltimore, whatever it is. B&T or whatever. Yeah, if you've ever been to a game there, if trying to get out of downtown Baltimore is miserable just because because there's only two directions out of town because of the river, right? And you have that in Jacksonville. And the other thing, when you're down there, don't get confused. I'm not the mayor. I'm not famous down there, but they will do hashtag Duval. Duval! That's right. Duval County. They spell it wrong with one L, but you know, I'll let it slide, but it is Duval everything. They've taken that as a, as a catchphrase down there. Yeah. Well, I encourage anyone that's listening to this that will be in St. Simon's on Friday and Saturday morning, William F. Leach at yahoo.com. Email me. William will, will renown you with tons of uh, factoids. He will show you all of his immaculate grids. And, yeah, have, uh, him, have him show off his uh, his fantasy football champion yes, jacket. Yes. Yeah, he may, I may actually have him wear I it. I got an immaculate grid, my first one this week. 
Oh, for good baseball for you, man. because it included the Braves. Yeah, in it, and yeah. it is a very efficient way to find out what, uh, what uh, how Just much exactly I know, what you know, what exactly what I know. Like what's more, obviously no baseball the next, and I know I, th- I actually really, I think I know the NBA better than I know the NFL. At least when it comes to players. When it comes to the immaculate grid, I'm good with baseball players that have played on different teams. Mm-hmm. I'm terrible at every other sport. Yeah, yeah, I'm 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 bad at specific players. So, so is, the grid had the had the the Cardinals in one and the Braves. Can yeah, you, can you imagine who I picked? Because I was trying to get rarity scores. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. So I went with Shelby Miller. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Wow, that's a good one. Shelby Miller's like excellent. Two. Yeah. yeah, Shelby Miller's an excellent one. That's yeah. really good. I my general theory on on rarity scores is life is too short. Like I just want just to happy to nine. score it. Yeah. I just want to get my nine. I need to check a box and move on. With my yeah, life. I yeah. just want to get. And, my and then my guess for the Cardinals for the three hundred uh, batting average mm-hmm. was Willie McGee. Willie McGee. And always, then always my guess for uh, Cardinal born outside of the U.S., which was the other one, was uh, Molina. No, so. though technically speaking, Puerto Rico is inside the U.S., but no, I'm sure they can. And yes. also, actually speaking, yes. Yeah. But all right, so there you go. All right, so we want to thank. Ryan Strickland for sponsoring the Wait and Since Last Saturday podcast this season. Um, Scott always has great words to say about Ryan Bella. Just a little, but little, you know him better. But yeah, a little, little quick story. Ryan, of course, is a Georgia Law graduate. I was his career services advisor. So if you stop by and see him, tell him Tony sent you. Um, Scott, tell everybody about Ryan's firm. Well, he's been in it for 20 years. Um, and for 20 years, the Strickland firm has helped people navigate the complicated insurance and legal process. I mean, insurance, whenever I hear the word insurance, I recoil. Whenever I heard, hear the word legal, I call my dad. Um, <laughs> but founding attorney Ryan Strickland, who, like Tony said, is a Georgia grad of 99 and law grad of 03. Spent what, what we call a double dog. <laughs> double dog. Spent the first decade of his practice representing some of the nation's largest companies and insurers. But now he uses that experience only to help those who have been injured by someone else. So there are critical things that you need to do as soon as possible after an injury. So call the Strickland firm right away for a free consult at 770-420-9900 or 1-800-GA-JUSTICE. Operators are standing by 24-7. We can go online at thestricklandfirm.com. We appreciate Ryan's sponsorship of the Wait and This Last Saturday podcast. Thanks. Um, Yep. Thank you. So, Scott, I assume you have... I have some stuff. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, like you mentioned earlier, Georgia does have the all-time lead in this series, uh, 54-44-2. I know it's uh, contested. Since 1990, we are talking about when they really got it going with Spurrier. Florida leads the series 22-11. and 11. Since 1990. Since 1990. Football did not start then, though. Oh, dude, since 2015. Right, I know, but we've had such healthy years since we've done this Was podcast. it just the 90s? The 90s were just really bad. No, yeah. Early aughts and 90s. Yeah. 90s, yeah. early aughts. And, uh, but the, the fact that all of these, most of these wins have come in the last six years. Mm-hmm. Every now and then during this podcast, we've mentioned the all-time records thing. So I went and checked back uh, to the summer of 2015 when we started this podcast. Uh, when it came to Georgia records, Georgia had spent... 15 weeks in the history of the program at AP number one, ranking 19th overall amongst the other teams during that time. Right now, they've been at AP number one 45 weeks, mm-hmm. which ranks ninth all time. And the other interesting thing is back in 2015, Texas was also 
in the same position they are now at 45 weeks, which Georgia is now tied with. So that says something about um, how well they've done since we've started this podcast. All-time wins, the other one that we kind of check in on, 777 all-time wins for Georgia before we broadcast our first episode. They're now at 875 all-time wins. So they've won, what, 98 Times wow, we, since we, we, we have started. Too, it's us. Well, I mean, like honestly, like I, I don't think we really. You're welcome, Georgia fans. I, I'm just saying, like you know, I I don't like to throw around the word hero, but you know, some people. Cape you Pitts. Know, yeah, I mean, I, if if the people uh, call, uh, I will answer. Uh, let's say a random SEC SEC East team, University of Tennessee Knoxville, for instance. Back when we started, they had 811 wins, a whole lot more than 777. Now Now they have 872. So in that time span, Georgia has won 98, and Tennessee Knoxville has won 61 times. Have we caught them, Scott? We have caught them and surpassed them. So Uh, that's a cute little ag school up there in Knoxville, UT Knoxville. And with a win this Saturday, Georgia will have won 25 games in a row, and they will be tied for 24th. On the list of all-time win streaks, twenty-fourth, tied for twenty. There's been a lot, and this is all of college football. Oh, so we're counting out yeah. Union and yeah, sure. Okay. But no, 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 no. But like FBF schools. Okay. But like this is not like the last twenty years. Like a lot of those are probably like long. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, like in the thirties and forties. But if they go undefeated, something called Minnesota, it should be like time and a half. If they can go undefeated, let's say they go undefeated and win another national title, they will have. 32 in a row, is that correct? Seven more games? Yes. Okay. And they will be tied for eighth all-time with Nebraska. That would set them on pace to tie and break Oklahoma's record of 47 next season. I just... Let's, 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 I get, just let's to, get through this week. Let's had to get through this out there. But it's, for what it's worth, they're, they're opening with Clemson next year. So obviously there's you can just only, add one right on that one. Damn, Will. So. There's, only one, there's only one team that can do it right now. That's right. And so, since we're talking about win streaks, let's talk about win streaks versus SEC East opponents. Okay. Win streaks. All right. Let's do this. So, you can just throw out any SEC East team and tell me how long, how many times Georgia's beat them. So how about we start in order of the, shor- the shortest win streak? Correct. That'd be fine. Okay. okay. So, the shortest win streak in this is South Carolina. Is that right? Am I missing one? Yeah. It's South Carolina. I think That's the shortest win streak. I think streak. the shortest win streak is uh, Florida. Florida. Oh, because the 2020. game. I keep forgetting yeah. about 2020. Yeah. They've won yeah. two in a row versus Florida. Yeah. I keep forgetting 2020. And three in a row. Versus I do. South it's funny like when you said that earlier. It was like you forgot. About it. I was like, of course, I, I totally forget about 2020. Speaking of 2020, that was the that was Graham Mertz. Graham Mertz. Remember the, the I said this first before, college football the game. The first college football. Oh, game that's was right. Against the Graham Mertz coming out game, and he was incredible. Turned and out it was Illinois. It was Illinois, but it was also the first game. Yeah. yeah, it was the first game, and remember the Big Ten the people. The Big Ten, remember the Big Ten canceled. Their, let's not forget the Big yeah. Ten briefly canceled their season, right. uh, and which I'm sure, as the president of the Chicago Bears, he would love to do right now, but he can't. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, and that and that was Graham Mertz was like that was the quarterback they had been waiting for forever. I don't so. usually watch Wisconsin Illinois games, but I do remember. Yeah, that was the whole thing. That that's, was, only, that's the only thing there was. If you get a chance to watch that, if you ever get a chance, by the way, I'm writing about this this week. If Philadelphia wins tonight, I'm writing a piece for the Times about Philadelphia's fans, and because the fans, my argument is that this is the most likable Philadelphia sports fans have ever been at anything ever, and it all started 
during the pandemic because during the pandemic, Philadelphia fans started showing up because they, they play in like a little complex out in Philadelphia. They started showing up with like a bunch of instruments and drums and trombones and were playing outside the stadium because they couldn't go in. And so the only place you could hear sound from a Philadelphia from any sporting event during the baseball season with all the crowds outside Philadelphia's fans screaming and that's added to like this kind of warm thing. If you ever get a chance, go back and watch the extended highlights of any game during that season. It feels like like you're watching that like in like a in like a yeah you went to Cincinnati for I games. went to Cincinnati yeah. and all I remember is the whir of the air conditioner yeah <laughs> and so if you can just watch highlights it is so unnerving to watch those and I always think of that game yeah anyway the point is is that like Flor- uh, so Florida obviously is next South Carolina South Carolina is next with four okay now you're right um, and then the 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 next two are tied. Yeah. It's six. I'll go ahead and tell you. Six in a row. Okay. Uh, one of them is Vanderbilt. Yeah. Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's the other one would be... Think about a terrible birthday that you had. Yeah, the other was uh, Tennessee. Yeah. Tennessee. That was uh, the Chuck game. Tennessee, Knoxville, and Vandy. They've won six in a row. Was that 16? That was 15. 15. That was 15. That was 15. Yeah. Oh, 15. 16. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 16, they did the Hail Mary, right? Yeah. yeah. It was my 40th birthday. Yeah. Okay. So Tennessee's earlier. That's not the game. Right. It was they, they lost twice in a row. Yeah. 15, 16. Correct. Right. Correct. Okay, right, so so, t- so there. So we've got two left. We've got Missouri and Kentucky. Yeah, uh, Georgia hasn't lost Kentucky since '09, so it's yeah. got to be Missouri. Missouri, the, the uh, Michael Sam game, 13, nine right? in a row versus Missouri. Yeah, and, and then, then fourteen the, versus Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, and that, that'll be the last time this stat matters. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. So now, I mean, look, but for, for not for nothing, mm-hmm. that, that's one of the reasons why you want to go through undefeated in the SEC East, right? Is to yeah. To so off. that everybody, you never have lost an SEC East yeah. team uh, in the last game. And then also before on Friday night, after you leave Will's book signing Friday morning, you could go to Jacksonville early and watch the Dogs and Gators playing baseball. No, oh, that's right. They're playing at the Shrimp, uh, the Jacksonville. What's Jacksonville seen? River River Dogs? Jackson, no, no, that's River Claws. River Claws, yeah, something like that. Shrimp boats. I think they're I think first pitch is like six thirty, but yeah. the, the interesting thing is uh, they only have the internet. Georgia baseball coach Wes Johnson, this will be his fourth game in a row versus the Florida Gators because he was the pitching coach for LSU in the College oh, World Series. Yeah. And Florida and LSU of course played. Florida lost. Do they always do this? Yeah. So it's just an exhibition they do. Yeah. Oh, you and William kind of... could go down there and watch a baseball game. Uh, I don't know. Uh, widespread's playing in Savannah, so mm-hmm. we're not going to that either. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to shift gears here. Um, hope you're ready for this. Okay. Because my next sentence, Tony's going to look at me strange. Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. The Jumbo Shrimp. The, the AAA they have for the awesome uh, also, a concert uh, by Vanilla Ice, Young MC, Montel Jordan, and Tone Loke. You would go to that. I would see I three would. of those. I would yeah. see three of those. Which one would you not? Vanilla Ice. I really? should probably skip with Vanilla Ice. Oh. Yeah. There's, there's a famously cursed video. So I'm, I'm sorry to do this. Were you an extra in it? But there's a famously cursed video of, um, of Vanilla Ice playing at Mar-a-Lago. And then and you realize at the end it's being filmed by Donald Trump Jr. And at the end, he, he focuses on his face. He's going, lay down and boogie and play that funky music till you die. I was like... Oh my god! I can't, like, like I feel like this is this is the last thing I see before the the, the little kid comes out of the video in the yeah, ring. Yeah, in the ring. I'm like, yeah, so that's, a, that's a good reference. 
No right. one, no one in the world has ever been more appropriately named than Donald Trump Jr. <laughs> what, what's next? Okay, um, according to the Georgia DNR, what is the population of alligators in the state of Georgia? Two thousand seven hundred forty-eight. This is like card is, sharks. I'll go uh, higher, lower, it is, it lower. Is higher. It's higher. I'm mean, not higher. It's higher. That's why I said there are approximately 200 to 250,000 alligators below the fall line. The fall line runs from Columbus to Macon to Augusta. Okay. You will not find alligators, or if you do, they shouldn't be there. They're not native uh, above or north of that fall line. But yeah, 200 to 250,000 gators. And this is going to, we're going to have a theme here. We're going to talk about alligators. Okay. Um, I don't like alligators. I don't yeah, like them. I grew, I, don't up, like them. I grew up with them, so don't bother It is me. weird. Like, every once in a while, you'll see, like, there was like an alligator on a golf course. Yeah. And, like, during a PGA event. Yeah. And they can tell, like, if the person grew up with alligators. Because I, not having grown up with yeah, alligators, like, nope. would have been like, get me out of here. And the guy literally just, like, took his putter and went, kicked him in, kicked him in the butt, and he went right in the water. Yeah. I'm sure there's That's plenty in Blackshear. Oh, no. I grew up with alligators. Yeah. Like, literally, like. Swimming with them in the river and stuff. Yeah. Don't swim. Even if you, they don't know you grew up with them. They're not like, oh, that's Tony. Let him be. So, how many states <laughs> in the United States have alligators in them? Naturally, naturally. Yeah. Remember, they found one in the Gowanus Canal in Brooklyn a yeah, few years ago. See that, that story? New he, York hip, is, he had he had round glasses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Smoking clove cigarettes. He like, he's like, oh uh, man, your name uh, is Br- Bryce. Bryce. I don't, uh, even, I don't even like this yeah. place. Man. <laughs> yeah, seriously. One, two, <laughs> three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Close. There's ten states in the U.S. that have alligators. Oh, Virginia. No. Yeah, North Carolina, South Carolina. North Carolina, South Carolina. Georgia. Georgia. Florida. Wait, they're in Georgia. Florida. Alabama, Mississippi. Hold on. Alabama, Mississippi. Uh, Louisiana. They Ar- have the most. Arkansas. Yes. Texas. Oklahoma. Yes. Oklahoma. You got them all. I miss Oklahoma. I didn't count Oklahoma. Yeah. Louisiana, My God. Louisiana has the most with 2 million. Florida has 1.3. Texas has four hundred to five hundred thousand, and Georgia ranks fifth in okay. the most alligators in the states. You know how I feel about skiing. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about alligators. Like, why would you get near an alligator? My God! Um, so, fun office pools. Yeah, sponsored um, by Passion Auto, by the way. If your car burned up in the uh, Oconee County parking lot, you did not get your car from you Passion. Did not get your car auto, but you should go see them. Um, yeah, I just I thought I thought that, that did happen there. today. Did for happen today. anybody not in Oconee County, there was a, in a car what fire. We heard from our uh, kids because uh, it was at the, at the high school. They, um, a seat warmer malfunctioned and not only burned the nobody was hurt. Not only burn the car, but burn the the truck adjacent to the car, which makes sense. If you didn't see the video, it's, it's something. It's something else. It yeah. does explode. But they can go to Passion Auto and get a brand new car now or a yeah. used car now. I, uh, the, I literally my first question I saw was like, well, obviously they did not get that vehicle from Passion no, Auto, and they did not. No. But so, if you do need a probably vehicle. a Tesla, that'd be my guess is that it was a Tesla. It was, it was a Honda. It was a Honda. Oh, okay. hey, not a sponsor. Probably will never be. Probably now. will never no, be now. No. No. But uh, passionautosllc.com and then passionautos underscore Oconee on Instagram. So as far as the leaderboard, uh, Tony, you have someone related to you that is only seven points off the lead, and it is not you. What is the my bet? Fifteen-year-old daughter mm. is whipping ass. Yeah, uh, yeah. So the bet is, if I beat her, she will help me all next season set up tailgate. If she beats me, I buy her a set of books that she wants. So, um, it looks like she's getting some books. 
Better yeah. start very good, warm up her reading eyes. Um, William was talking big about how he's been shooting up the charts. Yeah, he's at 73rd. Tiff yeah. Willie's at 64th. Ooh, Tiffany. Um, I'm at 108th, which is about where I should be. Uh, Will Leach is in 26th place. Ooh, Not a good deal. Will. Not a good but deal. then there's another Will in Athens that's 138th. So, just to name a few, is I'm, anything... in, I'm in the mid 50s. Oh yeah, I, was, yeah. I forgot Tony. That's fine. <laughs> the uh, random Will guy got a shout out. Some guy. 59th. Yeah. So yeah. and Pig from Tony Smokers beating you there in 47. And who's in first place? Right uh, if it's not Katie, we shouldn't mention Alaro. Alaro. Yeah. So go, Katie. How, how, wait, how is my friend from the orthodontist doing? Uh, what was Brittany? Uh, uh, what is Brittany doing now? Yeah. That's see. a spectacular name. God, yeah. that's so exciting. I, Brittany is sixth right. six place. Sixth yeah. place? Wow. Six. Brittany is also writing very salacious autobiographies now, <laughs> actually, is what she's, she's doing. Got, she's got bills to pay. She's yeah. got bills to pay. And, uh, yeah, so. so let's start our pick segment, and we will go down to the most. Uninteresting game of the weekend. Actually, it's Thursday night. We've got Georgia State visiting Georgia Southern. I've got the Panthers. I'm taking Georgia Southern. I've been. I don't know why I keep being so down on Georgia State. They keep winning, but I'm taking Georgia Southern. Yeah, give me the Panthers. So I'm the only one taking Georgia Southern. You're the only one taking Southern. You can make some moves on us. I don't need to make moves distance, on you, little people. Further distance yourselves <laughs> from us. I'm making my move on Brittany. I still don't think she's right. I saw that video of her dancing with knives and everything. Mm. Yeah, you why would that? you watch that? Well, it's on Instagram. Yeah, but I don't have to watch stuff just because it's on Instagram. Right. I just think it's fair to question. I think that a lot of things, bad things, the mental health system to in America. I think a lot of things that had Brittany in a difficult situation. Do I? Would I? Would I trust her driving me in traffic? I think I would to not. Jacksonville. Yeah, I, I would think I would not. Yeah. I think I would not. Yeah, you should take Greyhound. Yeah. All right, so we got Oregon visiting Utah. Utah's hot. I, I think they're going to run the table and beat everybody they play the rest of the season. Um, I'm going to go with the Utes. You're ah. taking the Utes? No, give me the Ducks. Give me the Ducks. Quack, quack, I didn't mean baby. to laugh at that. But no, quack, no, quack. don't laugh. Quack, quack. Uh, I, that backup quarterback just wrecked USC. I watched that entire game. Big questions with USC right now, right now, man. Hate Big to see questions. it. So what did you think about that? Uh, who's it? Acho, Emmanuel Acho, talking about how Caleb Williams should just sit out the rest of the season because he's got nothing to play for. I mean, people are trying to tell Brock, uh, Brock Bowers to do that too. So Yeah, but Brock Bowers is hurt. <laughs> Caleb Williams is not hurt. Um, I think that uh, – I, I think it would – I understand what he's saying in a vacuum. Uh, in the real world, I do not think that would actually help him very much at all. Yeah. But you're not going to see him play in the bowl game. So uh, that UCLA game is going to be the last time you see him play this year. Or in the uh, Pac-12 championship because they won't be there. Yeah, they won't be there <laughs> either. So, yes. Bad body language from him, by the way. Definitely. The that game. Bad Definitely. body language. He was yeah. sulking a lot. Yeah. And then uh, also, uh, who is it? Bear Alexander, Bear Alexander has set out the first a, half. Picked up a, uh, a dicey. A it was dicey. Targeting. Yeah. Dicey targeting. Yeah, it was dicey. Um, then we got Oklahoma and Kansas. I mean, after Oklahoma escaped Central Florida, I think that they're destined to run the table as well. So Yeah, give me Oklahoma. I, Kansas had a little moment. I still think he's going to get a better job this year. But uh, I'm, taking, taking, uh, the, I'm hoping he leaves before they play in Illinois next year. So I'm, yeah. taking, I'm taking Oklahoma. Then we got the Beavers versus the Wildcats. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I mean, Thank if, you. I just had it stuffed. Beavers versus the Wildcats. 
So I can't, I can't resist the naked gun joke. I can't resist the naked gun joke. Sorry, I'm 14 year old. It's the funniest movie in the world. I know that you know there's a new book about uh, by the people that made Airplane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and people love it. And, yeah. I, and I love Airplane. But Naked Gun. I'm still a Naked Gun person. I well, won't. Yeah, I think all three of them are oh not bad. God. Oh my god, Naked yeah. Gun. Yeah. What's the third? The thirty-three and a third. All three. Oh, naked naked third, three. All three. Uh, okay, and they three Naked Guns. Okay. I'm very right. for I saw the third Naked Gun. There was like a month where that was in theaters. But before, there's like a two-week stretch where that was in theaters, but OJ had not murdered his ex-wife yet. And so you could actually see oh. him as Nordberg. Nordberg, yeah. Yes. He was so likable. He was so he was a, he was a funny Nordberg. Yeah. He was not only, I don't never got the sense he was in on the joke, but he was a funny Nordberg. Wow. When he like gets on the boat, when he goes to the boat and they all like shoot, they all shoot him 50 times and throw. Oh man. Was yeah. he like the precursor to you killed Kenny? Cause you know, he would always get injured. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He would always get, he was, he was fun. Yeah, from North- South Park. Yeah. No, I know the reference. I'm yeah. just, it's weird. You're talking about OJ and killing people. Yeah. So who you got? You got the beavers? Oh, who are we talking about? Beavers. The recently and, uh, stuffed beavers. Yeah. I'll take the beavers. Yeah, yeah. Beavers. I agree. I'm taking Arizona. Then we have Blue Devil, oh, Blue Devils and Cardinals. So Duke and Louisville. I, 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 Duke, a funky I game. guess. Yeah. Duke, I guess. I don't know. I mean, the backup quarterback didn't look great, but he also was told to come in at a weird situation, you know, third and 10 from the 20. <laughs> um, but I just trust Mike Elk, Elko more than I do Louisville right now. <sighs> Who's the coach of Louisville? Is it Satterfield? Satterfield. Okay. No. No? Well, yeah, Satterfield. Yeah, Satterfield. Yeah. No, Brom. No, Brom. Jeff yeah, Brom. Brom. Yeah, Jeff Brom. Satterfield's at Cincinnati. Yeah. Okay. That game's not on our list. I'm taking Louisville. I'll take the Cardinals as well. Then we got BYU going to Texas. 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 Is Quinn Ewers playing? Doesn't matter. No. Also, am I wrong? why did I think that Manning was the backup there? Because he took second team snaps all last week. Yeah. Like, it was kind of weird. Like... I don't know. I I'm telling like you, having to deal with the Mannings is a whole thing that I'm kind of excited our team isn't dealing with right now. Like it's, I imagine like like that was the big guy that everybody wanted, yeah, and then viewers get up. hurt and he doesn't come in. Right. No, yeah. no, yeah, it's a whole thing. It makes me kind of glad that Georgia did not yep. get that. Yeah. Then we got a uh, UNC, the horrible loss to Virginia last week. Good for but the it's a get right game. Good in for the Hoos. Yeah. I'm going to take North Carolina, but I think their defense is again going to be it's a like, night game. Yeah, I think their defense, North Carolina's defense, I think they're going to once again. I'd like everybody forgets that North Carolina barely beat South Carolina at the start of the season, and a not very good South Carolina team. I think we all agree. I will take North Carolina. Agreed. Then Ohio State goes to Wisconsin. Ohio State, but look, mm. just watch this game close. If you watch this game, I remind everyone that I said this before the pregame. Jack Nelson, who is a potential All-American offensive lineman, his mom, uh, I, I graduated with her and have known her since I was three years old. And uh, that is disturbing mm-hmm. to me. Um, but um, she obviously married someone bigger than me. Because <laughs> her son is an All-American offensive lineman. I am taking... I, I believe in Ohio State, man. Like, I have to... Like, it's weird they keep beating good teams and people keep still hating on them. So, I'm taking Ohio State. If Ohio State, Ohio State is not losing anybody, it's not Michigan. Right. 
Then we've got uh, Tennessee heading to Kentucky. And um, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I think Tennessee is reeling, and I think Kentucky is going to beat them on the bluegrass or in the bluegrass or around the bluegrass or whatever it is. Give me the Wildcats to beat UT Knoxville. I'm taking UT Knoxville. I, I think Tennessee. I go. I th- I'm taking. I'm taking UT. I'm taking UT Knoxville. This is my upset. They're not bad. Yeah, they're not bad. I think. Every, I think this is setting up for everyone is building up for right. being at their best when they play Georgia. Mississippi State goes down to Auburn. Four and three Mississippi State versus three and four Auburn. Auburn had a chance versus Ole Miss. They had a chance versus Georgia. Can't get it done. Uh, I think they get it done this week and beat. The Bulldogs from Starkville. Yeah, I think I think they're going to score more than seven points. I was going to say, like, I don't think that Mississippi. I know Mississippi State's four and three, but that should count as like three and a half. Right, that went <laughs> last week. I'm going to take Auburn. Yeah, same. And then South Carolina goes to somewhere Georgia's never been. They, A&M. They go to College Station. Uh, South Carolina's two and five. Uh, I'm just calling Frank Beamer. Shane Beamer has an excuse for everything. I like Shane Beamer. But even I am tiring of his excuse-making, and I'm not even a fan of the team. I think uh, Jimbo and Bobby Petrino put their differences aside, don't fight, and uh, beat South Carolina pretty bad. I think South Carolina and, and Beamer with those broke foot is going to beat them. Oh, wow, I love road, it. Get their win. Man, that, talk about a tarmac moment. Mm. If South Carolina wins at Texas A&M, uh, it would be like the price of oil. I don't it? care what the price of oil is. They will find the money there. Um, no, uh, I'm taking Texas a and I got uh, I got the A&M. Um, then we've got uh, the big game in Jacksonville, the world's Woo! largest outdoor cocktail party. We've talked about the records and the recency. Uh, if you think of recency as the past six years, which most people do think six years is recent. It's been long um, six years. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, but yeah, the the whole history that Tony and I had been talking Florida about. Florida fans think of recent as 1990, <laughs> 2012. Well, you know, and we, we kind of went through that. Uh, growing up a, a Georgia fan or going to college in the mid-90s and going to that game, it was a house of horrors. I mean, the tailgate was fun. We would always win the tailgate. And hanging out in St. Simons where you're going to be mm. is an awesome place to hang out Thursday, Friday night uh, before Georgia, Florida. But uh, the dogs are without Bowers. And, um, you know, I think it's uh, more of the same of what's happened with the games that Georgia has controlled. And I'm even talking about, like, the second half of games that Georgia's controlled. Of course, the whole Kentucky game. But I just don't feel that bad. I've really been going with my gut this year. I felt terrible the week of the South Carolina game. I felt terrible the week of the Auburn game. Kentucky didn't bug me. Of course, Vanderbilt didn't bug me. I felt great about that. I feel good about this game, and I think that I'll be even more encouraged if Georgia can just get out to a fast start. I think they win this game regardless, even if they get off to a slow start. But I'm looking for a fast start, some points early in the first quarter, maybe 10 points, something like that. I think Georgia ends up winning quite comfortably, and Florida fans escape and leave about at the end of the third, early fourth quarter. Georgia wins the game. There's always a field goal involved, so I'm going to say 34 to 23. Um, going into my theory that of the four next four games, this is the easiest. Um, I, but it's also one that was an emotional attachment to, including, including Georgia. I think I like the hearts hot start thing. Um, I can see Georgia coming out to a lead and then chilling. 
to be honest. Um, the The question is, when you're thinking of the score, does Florida start? Does Florida seed its fate, or do they start being like, we want this within Mertz, and they start putting Mertz in situations they shouldn't put them in? I say they don't. I think it comes down. I think Georgia gets a couple touchdowns early and then kicks a lot of field goals the rest of the way and kind of chills. I say it's going to be, I'll go Georgia 33, Florida 14. Okay. And I think when I say 34-23, it's a late score to make it 23 for Florida. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one of the things that is really hard for me to get my head around is how Georgia started games. Uh, we've really had one game where we just came out of the gate on fire, and not on fire, executing well. Um, there's nothing that makes me think that Georgia won't continue to strike. I mean, there's no reason. There's no reason to think that my example of three to nothing, but Florida not really moving the ball is not a thing. Um, you know, having said all of that, I think Georgia will do what it takes to win this game. Uh, I'm not I'm not 100% comfortable that the game is going to be such that Florida fans are leaving early fourth quarter. Uh, but I do think Georgia wins going away, uh, but probably doesn't pull away until relatively late, you know, fourth, fourth quarter-ish. Um, but I, I feel the same way y'all do, somewhere in the 34 range. Uh, but let's call it 17. Well, I am so excited to get out and see this. And remind everybody, if you are still listening and you are in St. Simons, 1030, you can see it. Uh, I'll be there. It's at these, the, this, the casino building, which is a confusing name because it's not a casino. Yeah. So the casino building is right there on the beach in St. Simons, kind of almost at the at the pier, at the, the lighthouse. There's a long building. It's called the casino building. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if you think about where... Um, yeah, I guess Mallory Square is it's right there beside Mallory Square. Um, but yeah, I'll be there. I did hear from our, cl- our friend Clay Westbrook. He was, he's going to be there. Awesome. Uh, I think uh, there's some other uh, listeners that I hope to come by. I um, hope y'all can come by and say hey uh, yeah. and support Will oh, uh, for that. his for his by. little book thing. Me and Tony are going to be there, so come by and talk to. Like, I, listen, this is the last book event. What time has come has done? Yes. Oh no! I, I looked it up. I know where this is. It's next to the park yeah, near right Brogan's. Yeah, near okay. Brogan's. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, this is the last book ever. Time has come. I'm already like twenty thousand words in the next one. Like I've kind of like moved. I'm, I'm moving. Like I'm. To me, this is much less about the book and more. Like the book is is what it's going to do, and it's all been. We've all been fine. But like I consider it less like a peddling of the book and more. This is a really exciting weekend, and I've never done this before, and it's a cool thing that hopefully people can come out and say hi, and uh, and I, I can get a ride from one of you on Saturday morning uh, with my son. So, um, but uh, I'm very excited uh, uh, about the whole thing. This is I've been wanting to go to Georgia, Florida since before I met a girl from Columbus, Georgia, and ultimately moved to Athens. This has been one of those sporting events I've always wanted to go to, so I'm very excited about it. So uh, hopefully we'll see somebody out there. Until then. Go dogs. Go dogs. And thanks so much for listening. Will and Tony will be back with a recap show on Sunday after the Georgia Florida game. And uh, yeah, until then, uh, you know, good luck. If you're going down there early, get a good spot. And uh, if you see Tony and Will, make sure to take a picture, post it on your Twitter, post it on your Instagram. We would love to share that on our official. WSLS podcast uh, social media. But uh, we will see y'all on campus next week 
for a big uh, SEC East tilt versus Missouri at 3.30. Should be a great day for tailgating, but let's get this one done first. And uh, as always, go dogs.